Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Gather around, gather around. It's the best game breakdown, of course. I'm K and that's Dean. Uh, I messed it up, but either way, you already know we're here. We're excited. I got the jitters. Tell the people how you doing out there today, Dean. We're going to get them with a quick episode, but we got a lot to get to. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm super excited. You know, I'm, I'm happy. Can't complain. Everything's good. Drop this quick little episode real quick. Got things to handle later on tonight. Let's go. A lot, a lot of crazy coaching news and a lot of crazy coaching news going around in the past, what, week? I mean, the last couple of days have been nuts when you think about coaches in particular. Um, and again, just because we're going to be quick don't mean it ain't going to have a lot of, you know what I'm saying, we care. It's just that, you know, people, you know what I mean? Lives, people. But anyway, again, we're going to hit you with Amari and stuff real quick. Hey, yo, that was crazy. But, um, like, just talking about the coaches, you look at the three coaches who've made moves in the last day. So, and this is like not basketball related, but we're going to bring it all around real quick. You, you got to rock with us. You know, we tend to tell these good stories with good morals. And like, when you look at Nick Saban, who like suddenly, like I, I use the quote finger because like, I'm sure people knew um, there's word that Paul Feinbaum had alluded to it in the last day or so. But you look at him suddenly retiring on Wednesday afternoon, 
Um, this is Thursday where we're coming to you um, between the Heat's last game, of course, against the Thunder on the, um, Wednesday and the next game uh, on Friday, of course. But you look at him doing that on Wednesday. You look at the news also that came out earlier on Wednesday that the Seahawks were going to relieve Pete Carroll of his duties. And that was like, you know, against his will. Um, and you look at, you know, something that occurred on Thursday, as I mentioned, we're coming to you live on Thursday, um, January the 11th here. Uh, of course, we all expected it, but the great Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots had decided to part ways. Um, Joe's out there somewhere right now with the Arthur fist on because I mentioned the Patriots, but they're going to have to get over that. Um, the situation is just this. You're talking about greatness, man, and and what should be and what has been consistency and excellence um, over a sustained amount of time. We're talking about years upon years um, for two of those coaches. You know, Carroll had a great run too, though, man. Carroll, 10-15. Um, Nick Saban, psh, I mean, dominance in college football. And, of course, Bill Belichick was, you know, with the Patriots for a quarter century. But we, we, we said all that to, um, of course, get to a point. And, of course, being a Miami Heat-centric podcast that we are, um, being a Miami Heat-centric guy that we are, even though we are Renaissance men of the world and sport, don't ever get it confused. Um, that all brings us back to the man, the myth, the legend, um, Eric Spolstra um, and his new contract, eight years, $120-plus million, I want to say. Uh, Spo got the bag. And, you know, we just wouldn't wouldn't feel right or wouldn't be doing the situation um, as due diligence without starting off with that. So just to kind of give you the floor on that, Dean, tell us how you're feeling about Spo um, and his newly signed deal that keeps him here for the next eight years, man. I think that'll be a grand total of, like, what, 24 for him at the end of this deal? Yeah. Um, let me give you my honest opinion. My 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 honest opinion to that, what you said was eight years, how much? 120? 120 plus. That's what the details surround it are. Maybe plus. there's some incentives. You know, if yeah, you win the title, you're going to have some You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely going to be some incentive, um, incentives in there. But my honest opinion on that, that was a slap in the face. Honestly, like I'm I'm being honest. He, he, um, he's, he's, he got underpaid. He got shorthanded. I think that was a slap in the face. All he has done for this organization, that's the type of deal you give to, uh, uh, obviously not the, the eight years. That's, that's no, like 15 mil a year. That's 15 mil a year. Um, that's what you give, a a mediocre point guard. And I know people was like, oh, but you know, coaches don't get paid. That much a year. Um, look what look at what Monty Williams is making. Look what Greg Popovich is making. Though Greg Popovich is one of the greatest coaches of all times. But honestly, Spo could have got a a, a coaching max. There's, there's no such thing as a salary cap when it comes to head coaches. You know they can get whatever they want. Spo could have asked them for two hundred million dollars, and I think that's what he should have got. If I'm being blatantly honest, okay. For eight years, for ten years, I swear for God, he could have got a $200 million contract. I think the contract he got, he got underpaid. I would not lie to you. I are think you he got 20, underpaid. You're saying $20 million a year? 20, 20 plus. 20 plus. $15 million a year? Come on, Kay. For, for, for the things he done for this organization, $15 million a year? 
Come on, man. No. Greg Popovich, how great we know Greg Popovich is great. In my eyes, Greg Popovich is, is probably he is the greatest coach of all time. But that man down in Miami, that man down there, he he oh, he's on his heels. He's he's definitely on his heels as as one of as the greatest coach of all time. If we're looking at pure resume, Joe, can you put that top 15 coaching uh coaches thing up that just went out two years ago when they dropped the 75? Look at all these great coaches on here, okay? All these great coaches on here, you know what they all have in common? They all have won, won championships with great players. You look at Red Arkback, the first guy on the list, and I, I think this is like it's going in alphabetical order. Yes, yeah, alphabetical order. You look at Red Arkback. Red Arkback. Nobody, I don't think too many people know who he is. He was the, the, the Celtics coach for that run. He won nine championships from 1957, I believe, to sometime in 1960. I'm not trying to discredit anything uh, he did down there in Boston, but come on, man. When you got Bill Russell and those guys, he had like 11 Hall of Famers on that team. Of course, he was going to win nine championships in all those guys, in all those games. You look at Larry Brown. A lot of people don't know who Larry Brown is. I know who he is. He he was coaching that uh, Pistons team with, with uh, Chauncey Billups and those guys. He coached down here in Philadelphia. He coached AI. But if you look at Larry Brown's record, he has 1,000 wins and 900-something losses, which is like, you know, neck and neck. Chuck Daly, he coached the Bad Boys Pistons. I don't know about Red Hawthorne. I don't know him at all. Phil Jackson, obviously. He coached Michael Jordan, Scottie Pimpin, Bill Ru I mean, I said Bill Russell. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pimpin, Shaquille O'Neal, and Kobe Bryant. When Then you go back and you see Pat Riley. Let's go there. We look at Pat Riley. Pat Riley coached Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, and Dwayne Wade. Greg Popovich, he coached Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, David Robinson. Take me off. Take this off the screen, Joe. All those guys, okay, have won. With great players, right? Coach, Coach Spo, he coached Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron James. The big three. They all won championship with all-time great players. None of those guys outside of Spo have a winning record without an all-time great player. Did you know that, Kay? I, did you know? Besides, besides Ray. I mean, you're making good points. You're making good points. Well, see, that's what I'm... We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I was about to say though, you can't. You would be. I wanted to make sure we, you know, get Ray Hoseman in there. He was the when the New York Knicks were in their heyday. You know what I mean? See, Winning I, their I, titles. I didn't and know I, who Red Hoseman was. I, I I I admitted that. I didn't right. Know who Red Hoseman right. 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 No, 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 I don't no, know no, his no, credentials. No. Definitely. I'm not gonna lie to the people. Um, okay. Coast the Knicks from 67 to 82, um, okay. won the NBA title 69-70 season, as well as the 72-73 season with the Eastern Conference champion um, in the 71-72 season. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't want to lie to the people and misquote them either, but I just want to make sure that this is who I'm thinking it is. Yeah, he was the Walt Frazier, Earl Monroe Knicks, the Willis Reed shout Knicks. Out, those, were his, those were Red Hostman's Knicks. So, even with him, 
You know what I mean? I get where you're going with it. So yeah, the I, talent I, was just, there. You know just, what I'm saying? Shout out to shout out to him. But okay, listen. If we going, if, if we if we putting the list together, let's just put together our top five greatest coaches of all time. You got Pat Riley, he's probably gonna be in there. You got Greg Popovich, he's gonna be in there. Red Arkwright's gonna be in there. Like, you know, so that, that's just Phil Jackson's gonna be in there. That's just four guys flat out. That's that's mainly people's gonna have in their top five greatest coaches of all time. Phil Jackson, we haven't really seen Phil without without he he coached four out of the top. 50 greatest players of all time. We never really seen him coach all time great players. We seen we seen uh pop coach, pop not coach all time great players. Can I tell you the record of Greg Popovich when he doesn't have Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, Manu Ginobili, and David Robinson? He have a grand total of 138 wins with a grand total of 238 losses. That ain't a 500 record. Pat Riley, without without you know Dwayne Wade and 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 those Lakers, when he went to New York, he was kind of mediocre. Besides the year they went to the finals and they end up getting smacked in the finals, when he first came to Miami, check Pat Riley record when he first got down in Miami. It wasn't that good. He was he was okay. And then back in 2008, when he left, check the record when he left, when he when he went back upstairs to the office. It wasn't that good. I'm going to tell you Coach Spo record without his all-time greatest players, without Dwayne Wade, without Chris Bosh, without LeBron James. He won a grand total of 300, exactly, this is kind of crazy. He won a 305, 305 wins with a grand total of 240 losses. Okay, did you know in 2016 and 2017 that season when his best players was Drodric and Hassan Whiteside, he won 41 and 41 with the ninth seed. I want to see, I want to see Greg Popovich do that. I don't think he can. I want to see Pat Riley do that. I don't think he can. And I want to see Phil Jackson do that, which I don't think he can. This man does not get the credit he deserves. He's constantly constantly he's the only coach i know who's constantly gets a a mediocre to ain't crap record i mean i'm sorry to ain't crap roster and he turns it into diamonds he gets the best out of every player there's no listen pat riley came up with the idea of heat culture but in all honesty it's it's spo spo is the one cooking all that up don't sit there and tell me it's Oh, it's, it's the player development. It's 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 the scouts. It's this, it's that. No, it's him. He gets the best out of every player that comes through those doors. He 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 honestly does. Yeah, you you, you give you give Pat his credit and all that and, you, and whatever. But it's him. This man has not picked in the top ten ever once. I'm sorry, he did once. We drafted Justin Winslow, but that's it. That's it, Kay. Pop missed the playoffs the last four, the last four going on five years. We seen Pat Riley record with with we we nah. He ain't he was okay in Miami. He wasn't great in Miami. He was okay in Miami. He ain't he ain't spo. 
So uh, if I'm being brutally honest here, Spo was underpaid. And if Spo goes on to win one more championship this year, he would be the first coach ever, the first coach ever to win a championship without an without a top 75 player all time. I mean, let's just give his flowers when it's due, man. Like, th th this is just going to be a praise Spo episode for me in my eyes. Spo can go 0 for 82, and he won't get not 1% of the blame for me. I mean, he he, he got a, a total of 725 wins. He got two championships. He won his first ring at 21. He constantly, he does not get the credit he deserves. And honestly, that contract that Miami gave him, that Pat Riley gave him shows he is still not getting the credit he deserves. He should be getting way more than whatever he's got. Damn it, they should have gave him 10% of the teams, but they should have gave him. I I I I got your back, Spo. I mean, congratulations on the divorce. Um, they you know, they she didn't get your money, she she won't get half of that. Listen, help is listen, man. Shout out to my coach, Spo, man. In my eyes, honestly, he's he's the greatest coach ever in my eyes, if you ask me. I, and I, I'm going deep into just it's, – it's, it's more than just rings at this point. He got two of those. If he win one more, he have three. He, he's going to reach the 1,000 win mark. The only thing is he just got to coach a certain amount of years. That's why some of those guys got a 1,000 wins because if you look at their win and loss record, eh, it ain't looking so good. But I, my my rant is done, Kay. I went on a a, a a a ten minute rant there, but I just I just had to. Nah, brother. Nah, brother. You got like, it. I mean, seriously, you got it. Listen, we got to look deep into this all time greatest coach thing, man. I, I'm telling you, he is up there. He's the third. And honestly, I think he's the second greatest coach all time behind Pop. And if he wins one more, listen, you might got to. Man, listen, shout out to my coach Spo. That's all I got to say. You, you tell me, you tell me, you point to another coach led with Deion Waiters, James Johnson, Tyler Johnson, Hassan Whiteside, and Drogic, and, and, and they go 41 and 41. Point like, come on, honestly. And then the following year, they won 40, they won 44 games. And didn't get smacked by the Sixers. I was at that game, too, when they lost to the Sixers in Philly in 2018. I was at that game. It was a good game. They lost. I, but come on, man. Let's, let's be honest. And e even a year in the bubble when they, went, when they went to the championship and lost to the Lakers, I don't think no other coach would have had that team prepared to play in the, in the championship, in the finals. I'm sorry. There's not one coach in the NBA that you can tell me that would have had his team prepared. That roster wasn't a great roster. And you go to the finals with, come on, man. I, I bet you LeBron James, which he had an Eric Spo right now, I guarantee you that. Go ahead, Case. Take over. Drink my food. Well, uh, at, at minute 17 and a half, um, the first thing I want to say is Dean said he was done four times and then kept going for at least two minutes. But that's fine. <laughs> Secondly, I got James, some something. Something <laughs> when you say them in the group chat are meant to be left <laughs> in the group chat. 
And if you dislike this video, and if you dislike this video, it is what it is. At least we get the pub. Moving on. Look, honestly though, man, just I, all jokes aside. Um when you look at the heat culture thing, you you have some things that I agree with, but then there's some things that I don't all the way agree with. And I'll say that for me, heat culture is Pat Riley in essence of the foundation of it. That thing, that mantra you see on the court, that's Pat Riley. And the Knicks had that when they were in their yeah. heyday with Pat Riley. I, I, but so I, that's I, I, really but right, I, right, I, just I agree think, with I just you. Think I'm, Spo- I'm getting to a point. Good. Um, and I think that when you look at okay, at that time your philosophy is just different from anybody else's, right? Well, then now you have a lot of cats that have like adopted that I'm gonna be tougher than you, I'm gonna grind you out mentality. But then what you have on top of that is not only the guy that's with the dude that created that mentality, but you have a dude that's been with him the whole time. So now he's not only just not another one of these dudes that's trying to act with that mentality. You think about Memphis, grit and grind, and you think about um, even how New York and Tom Thibodeau, how like to play. Like how some teams, even now, like that whole, I'm gonna outwork you, I'm gonna out tough you. Um, you know what I'm saying? That, that mentality has proceeded there, but, what Spo is is also like the personification of it all. Everything he's telling you to do, he's done it in one way or another in his capacity. So it's like you can't look at him and you can't question him. And I think to your no, point, he, what, what he's able to do real quick, what he's able to do because he's been in those situations himself um, is he's able to better see how to figure that? How to figure out coming up from nothing better than anybody because he's actually been there. Yes, but see, my my whole thing with Spo is man, I it really boils my blood when he doesn't get the credit he deserves. No coach, like I just I just named, they they don't have a winning record without they all time great players. He's I the agree. only one who does. He's starting to, and I think that he's starting to get that recognition. No, he um, it has been. He's not. If if that was the case, I get it. No, he's not. Like Bro, I'm, I'm telling you, me, he's not. I'm, okay, all right, hear me out. Look at Jimmy Butler. Let, for instance, let's we talk know. about Jimmy Butler, right? Okay. Jimmy Butler, before he came to Miami, he was considered just a good player. He's just a good player. Now he's being considered a great player. Jimmy Butler wasn't doing the things he's doing in Miami. He wasn't doing in Minnesota. He wasn't doing in Chicago. He wasn't doing in Philly. He was he was considered a second or maybe third best option on a championship team. Now he's the best player on the championship team. He's not just looked at, excuse me, he's not just looked at as a good player. He's looked at as, damn, he's a great player. He, he's a great player. You got guys. Look at Duncan Robinson. He wouldn't succeed nowhere but under Spo. Deion Waiters had his best year in Miami. 
James Johnson got, got his best years in Miami. Hassan Whiteside had his best years in Miami. LeBron James is the greatest player of all time in my eyes. And people could say he's top three all time. But let's just before let's not make an argument. He's top three, top five all time. Not not there, but not at the point you're about to make with yeah. him too. LeBron James' best years came in Miami. Everyone who stopped in Miami, their best years came in Miami. Joe's trying to piss me off with that Kyle Lowry comment. I ain't even gonna mention that. That he's trying to piss me off. I'm not gonna get sidetracked. His best year, everybody's best years came in Miami under Spo. Like it, it is what it is. Like, bro, I, I just you put Spo in anybody else's shoes, you put any other coach in Miami and tell them to, to do the same exact thing that Spo did, they cannot no coach. Not Pat Riley, not not Red, not Greg Popovich, damn sure not Doc Rivers or 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 Steve Kerr. No, none of them other coaches on that top fifteen list can win three hundred and five games with without an all time top seventy five player all time. Without a top seventy five player all time, none of them on that top fifteen coaching list could do that. None of them, none of them top fifteen coaches can take their team to the finals. Twice without an all-time top 75 player. You know why? They, I know they can't because they haven't done it yet. Or they haven't done it before. That's how I know they can't. He did it. And I, he's going to continue to do it. And he's going to win the championship this year. I put any dollar on it. I'm fired up. And as we, found out, school, and as we found out before the show, Dean got a lot of dollars to put on it because Dean got money. But um, with that being said, listen. Um, look, and we and we're gonna get to the end because it's it's minute 24 already, believe it or not. Um yeah. I agree with you, man. I've long said I've been saying it for years. Um, I've been saying it publicly for at least six or seven years through my writing, um, or just different podcast appearances, different podcasts I've hosted, of course, here on the Heat versus the uh, World Network, um, as well as the Biscayne Breakdown podcast. Coach Spolster is an amazing coach. There really isn't nothing that he doesn't do well. Adjustments, game plan, clock management, timeout, challenges. You can question it all, but it's all has good purpose. Like, they really play a development. They're really scouting. There really is nothing that he does. He doesn't do well. But his ultimate superpower is in no matter what the situation is. And it speaks to everything that has been talked about by you and everybody else and always um, the points that are made. He has the power to do the absolute most consistently time after time after time after time after time after time after time again with the absolute least and no matter how that situation looks he always done this and this is something that i've said again for six seven eight years as long as i've been publicly speaking about the miami heat when you don't expect them to win he win more than he should and when he should win he get it done like that you couldn't have said that more better man that you couldn't say that more better, Kay. I mean, that's just that's just the fact of the matter, um, and that's what does separate Spo. And I mean, to these points that we're making, I mean, absolutely getting the most out the least. You you brought up the teams that he had and how far he took them, the streaks that he went on with those teams, what he's been able to do with this Jimmy Butler led Miami Heat team, what he's been able to help Jimmy Butler do as a player. Um, I mean, you just look at the situation that you also mentioned with the Miami Heat and their draft picks. 
whether it be guy that, that found his way back to the Miami Heat, Josh Richardson, who they took in the second round, the 40th overall pick. Mind you, might not be a superstar, but how many 40th overall picks are not only still in the league, but have made a good living and still contributing in a meaningful way at a high level for an NBA team. You can go back and look through the history of the annals of the drafts or the NBA drafts, and you find me many 40th overall picks to do that. And he consistently do that with undrafted guys or late second-round picks or second-round picks overall. You look at guys drafted in the NBA draft, those guys that a whole lot of hoopla are made out of are typically those early lottery guys. You're one through sevens, one through eight, one through tens in your deepest of drafts. But typically you're one through seven or eight. Those are your guys, your franchise changes. And maybe it's only one through three, one and two. But if you look at where the Miami is drafted, like, you know, beyond that 2015 year where they did get Josh Richardson and Justice Winslow that didn't quite work out the way that it should have. And that can be argued that that wasn't basketball as much as a personnel thing with how they out each other handled each other, maturing on his side, and just, you know, a little bit more, hmm, say I say, psychological nourishment on their side, but that's what under the bridge. You look at Bam Adebayo, who was taken at 14. You look at Tyler Hero, who was taken at 13, and we're going to get that on Bust a Blood Vessel game. You look at Preston Achua, who was taken at 20, but that was just a difference in opinion. They wanted him to be a power forward. And he really wants to be a small four, but either way, now he's playing center wherever he is. But that's a different story, too. Um, so you miss there. But you look at Nikola Jovic, who he took at 27, and Jaime Hawkins, who they took at 18. Overwhelmingly, that's just another example of how Coach Spolstra is the guy that's molding him and making the calls, how he's getting lottery talent and performance or high-level draft pick talent and performance out of these guys that are taking the areas where, you know, teams usually are just looking for a solid 3 and D guy, solid role rotational guy. Um, and, I mean, lastly, let's go to the in-game aspect of it all. As we also transition and segue, um, <laughs> wow, Joe, you're getting, you're getting, you're telling, hey, Joe, you are getting on that line. Of course, everybody knows Joe from the main He vs. the World podcast, but, of course, he's a producer for this game breakdown most of the time, and he always hits the chat. And believe me, Joe say he didn't have that Packington on him, but I'm starting oh, to call bulls on that. And, um, as we transition to Spo also, you know, being able to do the most with the least, but in concurrence with the real world happenings of the Miami Heat. I, I mentioned we were coming to you live on Thursday, January 11th, um, meaning the Miami Heat are coming off their Wednesday, January the 10th lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And we won't get into the semantics of how it all happened, but to the point, um, down 16 late in the game, Spo found a way to convince his team um, that they were good enough, that they could play good enough defense, get enough stops, force Oklahoma City into enough mistakes, and get enough baskets that, you know, he, he convinced them to be dumb enough to think they had a chance to win that game. Um, and to be quite frank, with a minute and some change left, um, you know, down six to eight points somewhere. Like, it's still a winnable situation if you continue to play the way that you have in the last minute or so with all the momentum swinging to your side. Um, Not to say they would have won the game, their chances weren't high, but you never even gave yourself an opportunity to see. Um, But it was Spo who pushed the buttons that allowed them to make that late run. And it was Spo, you know, infusing them with that energy. You could see it on the sideline as that game came to a close. He was infuriated. I mean, he called two timeouts 
within a three-minute span in that third or fourth quarter one time. And on that second one, you see him come out like it's kind of like, you know, snap his fingers like Spo do, where he's talking to himself, looking all nuts. Every impression that Avion, um, that Avion does of Eric Spolster, it was that face. Like he was cussing to himself, like he wanted to cuss somebody out, but he can't, he, he a bad cusser. Like he probably don't use the right cuss words together. In any event, that's how he looked. So you could see that he was angry, but he convinced these fools that they could win the game. And they looked like they believed him for a while. Um, but eventually they weren't able to get it done. Um, and it was on the back of what people can be called some questionable decisions, which we'll get into in a second. But just those examples are spoke consistently showing you and proving to you that when all the chips are down, when he's not supposed to um, do something, not only is he going to do it, but he's going to show you that he's going to do it at the most inopportune times. I mean, that's just kind of what he do. And again, to the point of when he's supposed to do something, um, that's typically what he does as well on the biggest stages. I mean, you know, that's just the situation at hand. Did you have anything else on Spo before we transition into another part of the Oklahoma City game on Wednesday, Dean? Nah, we can just move on. Well, I'm glad you sound peaceful for the moment because I'm sure this is going to excite you a bit. Um, hey, yo, that was crazy too. But um, where well, you have the greatness of Spo shining on one end, um, you had a couple of question marks really shine on the other end late in that game against Oklahoma City on Wednesday night. I had kind of notated it all throughout the contest. Um, and it's important because it's something that we've all been talking about for a while now. And of course, this has everything to do with Tyler Hero. He had made some good decisions. He chose between himself and when to get his teammates involved um, very, I would say, precisely and in a good manner for the most of the game, in my perspective. And, of course, he had a gap or two, you know, in the mix. Like, I think he got a quick rebound in the first half and took some spinning turnaround shot from the free throw line when you were like, wait a minute, bro, you, you got to reset shot clock. What are you doing? Yeah. You got to be aware. You got to be more aware. You got to be more aware decision-making. Um, but but for the most part, you know, he chose between his offense and letting the rock have life and getting his teammates involved. Uh, he chose right for the most part for me. I like what I saw. Um, and in the midst of this comeback opportunity, uh, his yeah. last two attempts really horrible. stirred up quite they, they stirred up quite the confusion. They stirred up quite the confusion among the fan base. And this is how I categorize it, Dean, before I let you get into it. Um, you know what? Let me let me let me highlight it real quick. Of course, you had when the Miami Heat are within a couple of possessions, um, like I said, a minute or so, you had Tyler come down and take a fading, leaning three-pointer with two guys, at least two opposing defenders around in the deep baseline. Hold on. And that was only followed by what should have been a layup attempt, a layup may or and one packed at the rim by Chet Holmgren. Um it's just like I mean, it, it was it was just a bad two possessions. Um, and, and 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 this is how I say this: for the people that don't like Tyler, that's the stuff in the ammo. Yeah, they always go giving me when make that case. Like that's the stuff they're talking about. And when I say I want us to help Tyler, while Tyler simultaneously helps the Miami Heat, 
that's the stuff I'm talking about. Um, am I the first one at the at the at the meeting with the pitchfork and, and the torch talking about trade talent? Trade talent. No, that's not me. I am. That's so me. I'm not. I'm 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 not. Hold on, Dame, I'm gonna let you talk because I know you got some fire to spit. I'm not there yet, but you know, like I said, these are what I will say is what I said. These are the things that those people that don't really mess with Tyler, these are the things that they're talking about and that they're going to use when they're building these walls and these campaigns. Propaganda or honesty is for the people to decide somewhere in the middle. This is the stuff they're going to use to build those cases. Now go ahead, Dean. Yeah, I'm not even going to spend too much time on uh, on, on Tyler, uh, but well, you 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 spent half of my time talking about it. I guess not. I'm joking, brother. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, because I, bro, I've been saying it all season. I'm I'm no matter what Tyler do in the regular season, if he's going to be on his team after the trade deadline, I'm, I'm my main focus is what he does in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, them two shot selections was bad. It was horrible. The matter of fact, the whole night shot selection was horrible, but those two <laughs> got the most because the game was on the line. But when I watch Tyler play a lot of times, it's looked like he's in it more for himself than he is for the team. It's looking like you know he wants to be known as the it guy. Oh, I need some all-stars to my name. I need this to my name. I need that to my name. Bro, you like you don't win championships like that. Like you're not that of a player, obviously. Like, he's trying too hard to be, like, the top dog. And all honesty is, Tyler, like, and all Tyler fans out there, this team went to the finals without him. I, I just, that just being 100%. Like, this team went to the finals without him. So all those guys that said, oh, we need Tyler, why would we trade Tyler for, for Dame or this guy, that guy, that guy? Bro, he is not needed on this team. He needs Miami more than Miami needs him. That's that's just a hundred percent the truth. Tyler Hero needs Miami more than Miami needs Tyler Hero. That's all I'm gonna say. With everything that. we've been talking about, with everything we've been talking about, that's not a wild thought, bro. Like that's crazy, and we're not, not gonna spend too much time on that. Maybe that's something we, we might show. Right, we might come back to that. But I will say this. Um, Either I'm really, really good at this, or it just, it, it, you know, or it just points to what I speak to every week about us and our chemistry, because that's what I was avoiding saying. When I said every every time I've said this episode, this is what they're talking like this thing with Tyler is what they're talking about. Um, that's kind of one of them alluding to, and then I said it nicely when I said, you know, when to choose him versus getting his team involved is because that looks selfish. And it looks like you're more concerned with what Tyler Hero's doing um, as opposed to what the team is doing. So, you know, that's always a concern moving forward. Um, it's something you want to keep an eye on again. I'm not at trade Tyler Hero. Dean is at trade Tyler Hero. But, Definitely. you know, we'll see how things go, man. I Like I said, I still maintain that the guy needs to come off the bench because I think there needs to be a way to – at worst, mitigate the damage that his shot attempts can do. I would like. And to... moving on, did you have anything else about Tyler? Bro? No, I, I agree with you. I would like for him to come off the bench too, but 
if it's a trade out there to happen, you know, make it happen. But if not, keep them. No, oh, my lord, we, we said we won't do this, Dean. We said we won't do this. Um, listen, man, Dean actually, like me and Dean have a couple things going on. Like we said, we we're gonna hit you quick. Um, but what we did want to do really quick before we wrap up with a couple bliss and hot topics, um, mm. is we want to let you know that we're coming at you with the first Biscayne breakdown giveaway. Um, Thank this you. is something that Dean has really been behind. So you really gotta, you know what I mean, give a big shout out to him if you got a hand clap. Um, graphic emoji or sound, Joe. You can put that in. I know you're not gonna do it. You lazy. Anyway, whatever. Um, but what this consists of, man, is we just want to thank y'all so much for rocking with us and continuing to help us build um, and to support us. And the way we're gonna do that is by giving somebody a Bam out of Bio jersey, man. Um, Look, listen. Okay. What you what you got? I want to switch it up a oh, little bit. Are you gonna bit. switch it up? Oh. It's going to be a jersey of choice. Either Bam, we did, we did it, we did a Jimmy jersey giveaway last year. This year is going to be switched up. It's going to either be Bam or Hame. Who the winners? Okay, choice. so you already hit first. Winners choice. Winners choice. It's going to be a Bam out of jersey or Hame jersey. Is it going to be in any style? That they want is it is the colorway up to them as well? Any style, any, how we operate that? Any style, any. Okay, so so you heard it. Joel said, "What about a there Kyle Lowry jersey?" Nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm ignoring that on purpose. There, go down there. That's those are the rules you have to follow. Right there, and you get. The, I'm gonna give them the rules now. Answer. Can you please answer Joel's question? Joel, I'm not answering. I, I, I'm not answering Faithful producer on the show. Thank you so much, Joe, for what you do. You're not lazy. I take it back for your brilliant question asking. We we got nothing. Dame, you there? I'm no. I'm not answering that. That man makes more oh, yeah, money so you're not here than, than than Spo. Get the, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> In no. fact, he makes two times as much money. Oh, that That's was hey. That, and that's why hey, I say he's that underpaid. Was, that was brilliant. That's what. No, that's why you need to be here because that was brilliant. Anyway, back to the giveaway, man. Listen, any jersey of your choice, any jersey colorway style of your choice, whether that be um, if he can find a mashup, whether that's culture, if he can find one of the mustard color ones, I love that the trophy gold, my Steve. Oh, by the way, listen, whether you want the classic red, mustard color jersey, classic white, I won't, I won't get it. Yeah, I won't get the mustard color. Th those are the worst. Jerseys in Miami Heat history, and they have the audacity. Damn, we do not have time for another episode, right. and we right. got two more topics. Best jersey, we're gonna rank the jerseys next episode, and we're gonna really get into Tyler. But listen, oh, yeah. any jersey of your choice, colorway wise, Bam or Hame, and this is most important. This is how you win. So listen again, as I thank y'all for rocking with us. Listen, comment your Twitter handle below. Comment your prediction for the Miami Heat's final regular season record. And which seed in the playoffs do you think they'll finally get once it's all said and done? Again, comment the Miami Heat's final playoff seed at the end of the regular season, their regular season finishing record, as well as your Twitter handle. You also will have to subscribe to the channel, follow myself on Twitter at K underscore said underscore K. That's again, K underscore underscore said underscore K. And then follow Deem on Twitter at BLD again that's BLD on Twitter 
as well as the network, which of course you can find that anywhere. Um, and the rules are at the bottom of the screen. Once we get 300 subscribers to the network, we'll choose the winner. And again, you'll get to select between Hame and Bam, your colorway, everything except the mustard, because Dean a hater. Um, and we're going to keep it rocking like that, man. As much as we grow, the giveaways will grow, the engagement will grow. Uh, we might even let some of y'all pop into the show. We're going to have to schedule that, but don't get ahead of yourselves. I'm just saying we're not trying to end small or, you know what I mean, stop it at any point or time or fashion. We're just trying to continue to do what we do, which is talk Miami Heat ball. So a couple of rapid questions, rapid fires before I let you go, Dean. The Hame and Cam Whitmore thing was something that um, stuck out to me from one of Miami Heat's previous last two games against the Houston Rockets. Did you have a quick take on Hame and Cam Whitmore real quick? No, um, the jury's still out on that. So far, Jaime is the better player so far. But once again, uh, you can't judge a guy off of one year. I was a huge fan of Cam, Whit Cam Whitmore. Obviously, he played a couple, not even a couple hours. He played 25 minutes from where I live in uh, up there in, in, in Nova. My fault. I had, a, I, had a, I had a brain fart. But I got you. But, yeah, uh, the jury's still out on that. I'm not judging a guy off of one year and say this guy's going to have the better career. Jaime is clearly the better rookie. I think Jaime is the best rookie this year, not counting uh, Chant. But, yeah, the jury's still out on that, who's going to have the better career. Okay, okay. And my thing is, this is how I AI thought, had a better um, had a better rookie season than Kobe, and that, that, that didn't mean nothing. That's so a you fact. Never know. That's a fact. Good, good comparison. Um, not good comparison as far as player-wise, but like way to, you know what I'm saying? Good analogy, I guess. Um, Whitmore is a more freaking athlete. Like he got more pop. That doesn't mean that Jaime's a bad athlete. Jaime's still a really, really good athlete. Um, dunk contest, Jaime, you know what I mean? But right now, Jaime's so far ahead of him skill-wise and intelligence-wise. Like, you know, as we talked about before the season even started, Jaime can help you right now and moving forward. So that's why I think the Heat made the right pick, especially what they want to do because Whitmore's still raw, very raw. Um, his mistakes wouldn't allow him to play for the Miami Heat right now. It just wouldn't, and that's why Jokic is just playing. Yes. Um, that takes me to my next rapid fire. That right. That takes me to my next rapid fire topic real quick. Um, I got a couple more before I let us get up out of here. I know you got some dinner plans with your lady. Tell her I apologize. Um, Jokic, he's been playing a lot lately. How you feeling about him? I love it. I love it. I I I've been wanting to see this, you know, since his rookie year. But I'm I'm happy he's finally getting the opportunity. Like I said, I it was only Spo was only going to wait to the right time. He didn't want to just throw him out there. It, it's it's good that he, he's he's getting these things, man. Shout out to shout out to Spo and 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 Jokic, whatever, however you pronounce his name. But yeah, he's showing a lot absolutely. of good. He, no, no, no. Seriously, Nico, he's showing a lot of good upside. Like, like absolutely in the future, he he's going to be one of those ones. I do believe so. And and I like the way that Spo has mentioned him and Bam play well together. You love to hear that. And then also with the pace we need to play with and just need another ball handler. Point guard situation, something else we'll get into in the next episode, guys. But just need another ball handler. I think he's going to help us there. Second to last topic I want to get into. The last one really ain't a topic. It's just something for us to, you know what I mean, really give some praise. But really quick, um, Josh Richardson, polarizing, man. How you feel about Jay Rich right now? Yo, I, I'm not too mad about Jay Rich right now because I – I think Jay Rich is going to he, he's more of a he's going to be more of a playoff player for us. I think he's going to turn it up more in the playoffs. He's not playing that bad 
I mean, he's not playing great. Like he, people expected Jay Rich to come here and play how he played when he left. Remember when he led the team in scoring just before that year he left? He averaged like 19 or whatever, or 18 somewhere around there before he left. People thought we was going to get that Jay Rich back. I didn't. I, I expected a Jay Rich who's going to go out there, put up 11 points, play good defense, play great defense, make the right plays, do all the, you know, the, 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 the nitty gritty things. That's the player I thought we was going to get back. And that's the player we have been getting back. Yeah, he can be better on the, on the other side of the ball, on the defense side of the ball. But, hey, he's up there and he ain't a young boy no more. And I know he was battling the injury not too long ago, right? He was out a couple of couple of weeks with the with the injury. I don't remember what injury it was. But Jay Rich not playing bad. I mean, he ain't playing great, but he's not playing bad. Everyone, like I said, everyone expected him to, to play how he played before he left, and that's not that's not who he was going to get back. Um, I mean, you spoke to it, bro. Um, you say you think he's more of a playoff player, and everything else you said vibe to my point. Jay Rich has been building towards something, and I said this maybe a month or so ago, a month and a half ago. And if you look at his last couple games, he's really starting to feel it, not from his numbers perspective. Look at how he's doing it. Look at what he's doing. He's been doing it with the jump shot for the last couple of weeks, actually, knocking him down and taking him with confidence. Now he's getting into the lane easily or using his moves, doing stuff that you like, all right, Jay Rich, hold on. Like, that's the confidence thing. Look at the last few stops. As you mentioned, when he left, his confidence took a hit because his roles diminished with the teams he went to because he wasn't in the Miami Heat system, taking it back to spoke and what he's able to do for guys, do the most with the least. Jay Rich, one of those second-round picks. Not that he's the least, but what I'm saying is everybody can't do the same thing. But you see Spo empowering him. And, yes, Jay Rich was hurt. He did miss some time. So you have to throw that into the equation, having to work yourself back. But as you basically insinuated to begin your take, when the time matters the most, I trust Jay Rich because that's why Spo trusted him in the first place, and that's why he's getting the meaningful minutes now when he's healthy because Spo still trusts him now. He's empowering him to do everything we see him to do. Um, and he get a lot of hate, but I like Jay Rich, and I like his contributions because I think this is just a growing back to where he was or as close to where he was before he left as he can get. And Spo is the coach, of course, as we all know, to empower him to get back to where he helped him get to in the first place. Lastly, man, before we get up out of here, um, listen, this guy, back to Spoke getting the most out the least, man. Can you believe that Cleveland did not have a role for Kevin Love? I mean, can you can you believe that the Cleveland Cavaliers did not have a role for Kevin Love? I mean, shout out to Heat Life for Kevin Love. As you can see, man, that's the end of the show. I thank you for lending your ear to this sound. That was Dean. I'm Kay, and this has been the Bits Game Breakdown. We out.